It's that moment you've all been waiting for. Did you guess what streets don't forget is? Well, welcome back to the FTL podcast, bringing the best football list talk to your rear. Joining me, the other two lads, Jack, Tom, how you doing, boys? I'm doing good, thanks yourself. All good, mate. All good, Jack. All good, yeah. I do have a bone to pick, though, with the list last year, week. There we go. Um, oh, as no. you remember last week, we did the um, best performances. Yeah. Performances, and right. I did compare Danny Butterfield's six-minute hat-trick compared to Lewandowski's and Arshavin's goals. I actually yeah. think I should have put Danny Butterfield on, you know, due well, to the fact that circumstances at Palace, we're in a championship, we've just sold our best winger. And then we get drawn to a premiership team in Wolves and Danny Butterfield scores at the perfect hat-trick in six minutes. And it was a full-back, let's not forget. So I think he really should have been on there. Do you know what? Do you know what's so weird about that episode? Like a day after it released, I don't know if you guys saw, but on Twitter there was a video of Danny Butterfield's hat-trick on, on Twitter. On day or something I, like that, yes. I copied you into it. I was what's going on? Like, are people listening? <laughs> Bring it into existence. This is what I mean. We, we are being monitored. Everything we do, allegedly, we're being monitored. Yeah, Tom, me, we can't do nothing about that. You know, it was up to you to put that in. And uh, hang your head in shame, you know? It's out there. Exactly. No, no redos. Can't go back. Well, yeah. you know. We won't talk too much about that, though. Eh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what we will talk about is what we're doing today. Jack, what are we doing today? Well, you've said it. The streets won't forget. And oh, yeah. can you guess what it is? I don't actually think we do probably know what it is. It's, it's quite hard <laughs> to find, isn't it? Yeah. But basically, what, what we're sort of saying is it's those players that, that kind of really hit the heights, but only for a short moment. And yeah, they just didn't, they just didn't sort of do it for, for their whole career. So, you know, in a few years' time, people might forget the names, but the streets certainly won't. Um, and yeah, it's, it's those sort of, kind of cult hero type players that, that we're talking about today so a lot of nostalgia on show I mean for me a lot of them that I've chosen are kind of from my early teenage years I'd say um, yeah. a, a lot of the people on this list and I, I think we're all going to have different different names on show to who kind of had an impact on us but I think there's a certain two or three that kind of epitomise that that streets won't forget the uh, description as well. But yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to be interesting seeing everyone's list on this. Yeah, I could just, it, but I, I just put it down to one thing. If I was, and I always refer to hipsters, if I see a hipster in Shoreditch, the name will probably be in the back of their shirt. That's the kind of player they'll be wearing. Um, so I'm not going to lie, I'm, I'm looking at my list now and I reckon there's a good six here that a hipster would actually have on the back of their shirt. This is what I'm saying. Well, Look, do you, do you want to get into a, an honourable mention? Because talking of having names on the back of the shirts, my honourable mention was on the back of Jordan's shirt. Oh. Uh, it was Matai Kesman. Legend. So, wow. in, the, in, the sort of early, in the early noughties, he was an absolute beast. And he scored so many goals for PSV. And he was, well, it wasn't a big bunny signing, but he had big, big expectations. And I think when he signed for Chelsea, people thought he was like going to be the good one and Jogba was going to be the flop. And like, how wrong was it? And Jordan got Hesman <laughs> on the back of his shirt and he actually 
and that nickname stuck <laughs> for like two or three years. People were calling him Desmond. Mate, yeah. do, you know what, do you know about that? You know that nickname, right? It still stands today. No joke. I think the guy who called me around the park, he generally thinks that's my name. <laughs> I, I swear, I must, have, I, must, I must have gone past him like last year or something. And he went, oh, Kesman. <laughs> What's going on? But yeah, but at least you didn't I... get Mewtwo on the back of your shirt. Otherwise, people are expecting you to have powder around your nose. Mate, I've got a story about Mewtwo, but I might say it for another podcast because he's, to me, another legend at Chelsea. I'll, I'll, any, anyone plays Chelsea is a legend. I've got a few, probably a few Chelsea players in, in my list, actually. It's just another honourable mention, actually, it was a Chelsea player. And he probably won't ring bells with you, but uh, Kaskaragi. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Do you know, I don't know if you know that, but that guy, he, um, his career was cut short at Chelsea, basically. Because of a bad injury when he collided with Shaq in his lock in his in goal, I think it was versus West Ham. But at that time, he was a proper good player. I mean, for it, he, he played for quite a few good clubs in Italy. He played for Lazio at the time, who were really good then. Uh, Juve and some other team called Monza. I don't know who they are, but I mean, his goal mm. ratio was quite good as well. And he came in and he was touted to be one of the, like, the top strikers at that time and someone who's going to come in. And especially with Chelsea's Italian connection with Viali. Uh, Di Matteo, you know, Zola. He was touted to become this, like, striker who would hold it all up for Chelsea at, the, at that time. So, um, someone who I think could have gone on to be a brilliant player, but his career cut short. For a Chelsea point of view, someone who you remember their name, but only played about 10 games, which is weird. So, he didn't make my list, but he's someone that I wanted to mention just because in terms of Chelsea's streets won't forget, he's in there. I only remember Kasiagi because he was the one who scored when Phil Babb collided with the post. If you remember that one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ouch. Yeah. My honourable mention would be Jamie Redknapp due to the fact, again, he was injured. Time was cut short through injury. But I was re-watching, because I don't know if you've been seeing it on ITV4, they've been redoing all the Euro 96 games Mm, as well. And... um, I remember watching the England-Scotland game and in the first half he didn't play and we were absolutely shambolic and in the second half he came on and he was quite like ahead of his time in the midfield. He just got the ball down, passed it and the little passes to McManaman, very short passes to Darren Anderton at the time and it just set us up to go so far forwards and actually stretch game. I think he only lasted 15 minutes before he's done his knee in which was typical Jamie Redknapp. But, yeah, he is that type of player who could get the ball, get it forwards in, from the centre mid and just set off the attack. So he was my honourable mention. Oh, fair play. Top, we might as well start off with you as well. So do you want to go for your number 10? My number 10, Jordan's going to love this cult hero. It's the goal scorer of the billion-pound goal. It's Jesper Gronkia, the, <laughs> winger, the winger who could literally... Just put crosses in, a little bit tricky, not too much, uh, but still at that uh, time of football where it's about percentages and just getting the ball in the box for your strikers to head the ball into the goal. Could also play some little through balls as well, but Jesper Gronkia, billion pound goal, you can't get much bigger than that. Yeah, That's my number 10. That goal, you don't know how much that meant for Chelsea. I remember there was a, a video of the timeline like from Chelsea, from... Ranieri to Jasper Conker scoring that goal to Bramvich uh, buying the club 
to then getting all these players to then a knock on effect to get us getting all these trophies. So, you know, Gronky has a massive uh, legacy at Chelsea. That's a great shout. And just a little story. If, on, um, if, um, before you say your story, but if yeah. uh, he doesn't score it, Abramovich doesn't take over, we probably never see all these big money moves in the Premier League either. Yeah, exactly. Abramovich sort of yeah. kicked that off, if you know what I mean. So he's like had a the massive mass- le- legacy in the Premier League, I mean, in football in general, potentially, is it? Any. Um, but yeah, just, just my story. Quick, just a quick one. I, I was mascot for Chelsea back in 2003. I went, uh, John Terry took me around the dressing room, right, to get my autograph, well, not autograph book, I think it was my T-shirt, uh, signed. I went around all the players, but Jasper Gronkia, he was doing, um, he was on the bike. So he's just before the game, he was just, I think he must have been warming up on the bike for a good five, ten minutes. I went over to him to give him give him my um, shirt. John Terry, like, uh, he, so it's like, Jasper, can you sign this shirt? But John Terry seemed a bit scared, which was a bit weird. Jasper Gronkia sit, stood there, signed it, didn't even look at me, and gave the shirt back to John Terry, not even me. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just, his attitude was terrible. <laughs> but, you reckon um, his attitude? Do you reckon that's focus? Like, he just wanted to think about the game? And, uh, attitude. Attitude. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's just my little story about him. But I don't have it against him. Fair enough, he he, he went and got, got that goal. So, uh, yeah, good shout for number 10. Um, I'm going to go for my number 10. I don't know if this guy's going to be in your your list, but um, I always remember him for when I used to watch the Premiership on ITV and he used to score absolute bangers, uh, absolute worldies. Uh, Mortal Gamps Pedersen for Blackburn. Oh, yeah. oh, what a shout. I've, I've, I've got, got him on my mine list. as well. I yeah. forgot all about him. Mate. He was unreal, and that at that time we had the traditional mullet haircut, not like the eighties and nineties mullet, but you had the the blonde streaks. Mini mullet. Yeah, that that kind of weird weird ass haircut that everyone used to wear. Yeah, um, but this guy was just so good at free kicks, um, putting a shift against Man United. But the one thing that comes to mind was his volley against um, Fulham, uh, where I, I can't remember who crossed it in, but he ran into the box and. Banged him with his, I think it was his left foot. He just had a, a beautiful way of scoring, but he just tailed off. Um, I think he got hyped up a little bit too much. And then that's it. And Blackburn at that time were on a downward spiral, I believe. And it was some, I think it was Graeme Souness. If, I might be wrong there, but I think Graeme Souness was the manager at the time as well. So that tells you everything. But Morgan's um, hmm. Pennison, my number 10. I think Blackburn at the time, you could have had so many on this list as well. You had Brett Emerton. As the right mid, uh, right back, you had two guy. Um, you could two have had Tim Sherwood, yeah, added Batty as well. You could have had Chris Sutton. It is just yeah. immense how many actual good players actually played for Blackburn, and what yeah. a shame that they've not really kicked on. They've gone well, they down. Were, they were a big team, um, obviously winning the Prem, weren't they? Um, so. <laughs> You know, Abbott's are the best Arsenal at the moment as well. So, Jack, your turn. <laughs> yeah, I I had Pedersen at 10 as well. Um, yeah. That that Blackburn team was just really good. And as you say, Man United, they always seem to used to beat Man United. And Pedersen always used to seem to turn up against them. Yeah. And yeah, his oh, left foot yeah. was was magical, really. And and that around that time, you had loads of good, like Allardyce's Bolton, um, you had Wigan back when they were pretty good mm-hmm. and West Ham with Tevez and it was just, yeah, it was just a good time for them, like mid-table UEFA Cup teams. 
Yeah, I didn't really appreciate how good the teams were. That, that, but when you look at these teams now, you've got like Sheffield United and Wolves, and they just not they just not got the same appeal, entertainment or yeah, appeal. They're yeah. just not not interesting really. Whereas yeah, some of the other teams were. Those teams like Blackburn they had their own identity, whereas Sheffield United they all start starting to play the same football as the top clubs. If that makes sense, so everyone's playing the. You know the wing backs, etc. They're not having their own identity. Um, to be fair to Chris Wilder, he was doing that in the championship as well, doing a three-five-two, and he was getting like each yeah. side of the centre backs to push forward as well, which is quite a refreshing thing to he's, see them do. Yeah, don't get me wrong, he's doing he's doing that, but I mean back then that everyone would be playing the same formation back then. But in terms of identity uh, with their players and how they would play, it would be completely different to what it is now. But yeah. We've both got MGP at number 10, me and you, Jack. So, all right, number nine. Number nine for me, I've gone for a player who I mainly remember for Leeds, but also done a bit for Middlesbrough as well. It's Mark Viduka. Just a great goal scorer. I mean, he didn't get the high numbers of some of the others, but he was always around. He was always getting goals. But the Leeds time in particular... He was getting quite a few. So for me, Mark Baduka deserves a spot on the list. And he's got quite a, a memorable name that a hipster would have on the back of his shirt as well. So for Bloody, me, yeah, definitely deserving the list. Bloody on Mark Baduka. Do, do, I, I always remember the uh, when they went down. Was it Mark Baduka, Harry Kuehl and Alan Smith? Mm. Oh, that's what three. Yeah. That was unreal. No. And they had Ian Hart as well at left back. And it's just like, how have you gone down? I think Paul Robinson was there at the time as well. Yeah, yeah, he was. Was he there or did he left? Say again, who was the other one? Rio Ferdinand. Oh, he'd left, yeah. But they they had such a good team. Them and West Ham went down the year before. and You just don't know how because, yeah, they were amazing. With Viduka, though, this is where that whole streets won't forget thing, what actually is it? Because he didn't come to mind for me as, does he actually count? Because he banged in goals for years. Like, but, I mean, you've got, he's, he's not the high-flying uh, players like, for example, Zola that we know. Like, yeah. He was still as well, but it's just you've got to appreciate how good he is as well. Plus, he goal-scoring for a team that's relegated as well, which doesn't happen too often, does it? No, fair no. play. No, it's again. It's it's a bit wishy washy. The streets won't forget, but it's it clearly is players that are not in the limelight now and, and haven't been talked about. Uh, but we still know that you were a baller back in the day, at least for one season or or so. So my number nine, it's a bit of a controversial one. Diara, do you remember Diara? Right. So I've found a couple of players on my list. I've found his career. Should have gone in reverse by the Chelsea thing. Mm. So, like, like Shakiri, he's yeah, like that as well. Exactly, yeah, exactly like Shakiri. So, the, like, the, the are right, he, he, he's picked up at Chelsea, right, from this French team, right? And, you know, when I don't know, back in the day when Sky Sports used to like say, oh, Chelsea, five million for X, what, Ashley Cole, whatever, blah, blah, blah. I used to see all the listed Chelsea players that transferred in, and Diara was one of them. And I thought any name that's coming up on that thing must be good, right? So, he comes up. Played to Chelsea, must have played about 10 games. It was absolutely diabolical. He could have joined, but I generally thought he could have joined the list of like top Chelsea centre defensive mid. You have McAlaney, Essie, and bloody Kante. Uh, you know, you can name them all. Um, but he was 
He had so much promise, but didn't live up to expectations. Then he went on to Arsenal, and Jack, you can tell us, he, he, he wasn't really good there either. Um, no, but go on. you can see later on in his career... This is what I mean. ...that we so, just didn't give him the time. No, exactly. So he goes he, on to, Again, he only played about 10 games for us, and then yeah, he got moved on. He, he got moved on, and eventually he ended up in bloody Real Madrid. Um where he was in the starting lineup, he's had 81 games for Real Madrid, and he's played played the likes of you know someone I'm going to mention later on, um, so I won't say him now. But he even had the number 10 shirt uh, for Madrid for for the time being, right? That's a big thing. Do you know what I mean? And he wasn't that bad. Like for Madrid, he was. He, I think he got into a couple of like um, UEFA teams of the season, or or at least a UEFA team of the of the month or something like that. So he's not someone that was terrible. And I just remember him from being such a promising uh, prospect and for playing for such big clubs, but not making it. So, yeah, he's, he's a player that, um, I don't know, he's someone that I, I wish would have uh, worked. I always remember the interview he had at Chelsea. I don't know if you've seen it, where he was with him, Kalou, uh, Drogba, I think Makaleli, uh, where they're all speaking and he can't speak a word of English. Oh, uh, I think I've seen that, yeah. And they just, oh, yeah. They ripped the piss out of him, basically. But yeah, he looks like a dolphin as well. But um, yeah, for some reason, didn't make it at Chelsea. Dolphin. But he's a Beulah whale. <laughs> hey, a Beulah whale. That's what you mean, isn't it? The forehead. Yeah, that's what I mean. Dolphin, same shit. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you know, to not make it at Chelsea and Arsenal, and to make it in Madrid, he must have been a good player. But um, yeah, I-, I remember him. So you belong to the streets. Jack, <laughs> number, number nine. My number nine, and I do have this guy's uh, name on the back of one of my shirts as well. Uh, it is Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, so when it comes, yeah. when you mention him, the first thing you think of is free kicks. And he was just one of the best at, at free kicks and set pieces and stuff. And I think he he's a bit of a streets one to get footballer for us. I doubt he is in Japan. He's He's probably one of the biggest names out there in Japan. And mm. when he was playing for Celtic one year, he was the player of the year in Scotland. And his, his most famous moment is when he scored a free kick against Man United and Celtic beat Man United. And for, for a couple of years, he just was really good. And I remember, I think we got linked with him once. I think maybe Liverpool and Man City did as well. And that was like, oh, is he going to make the big move? And like a lot of these people, when they are sort of hitting their height, they get a link with a big club and then they don't make the move. Mm. And then it just all goes downhill within about a year. And it's like, oh, they, re- they really should have, you know, took their chance and it, and it was gone. But yeah, his, his free kicks were, were kind of his, his forte, really. But he was, yeah, such a good crosser and striker of the ball. And I mean, he was a legend in Japan, massively. He played loads of games for them. But outside of it, I think we, we all just remember him mainly for for that brief spell when he was the best player in Celtic. And His free kicks are literally yeah. the definition of the phrase, put the ball where you want it. Like, yeah. Just pure accuracy. It's like the left-footed David Beckham in a way, if you know what I mean. Well, do you David remember that Beckham game? That, that free kick game. We were talking about on an, another call, weren't we, where... It was Roberto Carlos Beckham as the options, and I'm sure that Nakamura yeah, was the was. other option for the free kick game. 
That's that's yeah. how like iconic he was. But nowadays, y- yeah, you wouldn't have that. Like no one would really know who he was. I wouldn't have thought. He's, he always seemed quite young for me. Like even when he was, he's getting older. He's probably still only like twenty two now. <laughs> so, no, he, <laughs> he just looks twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. He always seemed a bit young. Um, but Must yeah, be he, a cultural thing because they've got a footballer who's playing in the K League, not a K League, in the Japanese league, who's fifty. Or like a few seasons ago, that oldest player was fifty. Oh so, yeah, yeah. It's a good lifestyle out there, man. Um, oh, must be keeping 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 fit in that. Um, but yeah, that's a great shout, uh, Tom. Number eight. Number eight is still playing, um, but I'm more talking about his spell at Everton than his current spell Watford because okay. it's not that great. Delafeu was absolutely tearing up teams and winning fullbacks. And defences generally when he was at Everton. Um, I don't think you should forget his spell at Everton. It's just, it was just too good for an Everton shirt. He'd just been released by, was it Barcelona B team? And why he didn't actually, I think it was only because of Messi, Neymar, Suarez is the only reason why he didn't progress further. And them having Sanchez and Pedro as well. That's the only way I can think of why he didn't make it through Barcelona because he could just tear through teams so he's my number eight yeah, that's, yeah I think you're looking to the future a bit with that one uh, he could still he's, he's still got a career or a bit of a career in front of him he could turn into Messi you never know yeah. but, but we, we can't to... forget we can't forget that Everton spell though because he's not doing it now it's just little glimmers of what he used to do but Everton when he was there Everton it was just yeah. cutting through teams like butter I'll put him in the same bracket as uh, Bojan um, some, someone like that um yeah, my number eight is another black band player, um, Roque Santa Cruz. Yeah. Oh, yeah. good shout. He was, he was just a baller, a, a Blackburn baller. Um, he was prolific in, the, in Blackburn's, if you're talking about Blackburn stand as a striker, but although Dad and Shearer <laughs> saying that, he just, <laughs> just, he just scored goals whenever he wanted. Uh, he went, he, I think he went to City. That's what ruined it, like Jack said, actually. Yeah. He, he got linked with someone like City, made the move. And I think it just turns their head. I think it's either you don't go and then you regret it and you start sulking or you start, you know, thinking what could have been and then you just don't perform at your, your current club or you go and make that move and it's a, you're like a duck out of water. You was suited to that team you was at. You was the, you was the big name there. Now you've gone to a team like City and it's just not, not working for you. And there was so much hype around. Like when, that season when he was just banging in goals, again, like you said, we, they were banging in against Manchester United all the time and I think he was linked to both clubs and he went to City and didn't make it uh, but you know he, I, I remember him again it's, it's another uh, premiership thing on, on ITV uh, when it, it was Des Lynham used to present it I just remember his name being called out all the time so yeah another Blackburn baller but um, unfortunately didn't make it but someone that sticks in my mind definitely yeah it was Goal scoring for fun. He was from the was it Paraguay? Was it or am I thinking of someone else? I think he was. Yeah, some someone like that. And Costa Rica. I, I don't know whether I, Jack, you, you might be able to tell me this is true. But me and Jack went out drinking. I don't know whether it was Paddy's St Paddy's Day or whatever. Was it him or was it? I think was it was it Chinese a, New Year. Chinese New Year, and we bumped yeah. in. We walked past his club. <laughs> And there's this guy coming out of like this black tail, I don't know, Mercedes or whatever. He come out and he was like, oh, 
Oh, it may have guy, been, you know. I can't think who it was. This guy, this guy was like to us, oh, can you step back? He's like, well, what was going on? And he's like, oh, this is a footballer, footballer. Come, come. And cut, he said, what? We started talking to, him, talking to him. And he was like, oh, yeah, you know this guy? And we was like, I don't know. We was, we was half gone, to be fair. Um, but it could, I think it was Rocco Santa Cruz. We'll never know to this day, but we're pr- I'm pretty sure that that rings uh, rings bells from what I remember of that night, and obviously the police jacket right. that we got. Um, <laughs> Jack, <laughs> your, your number eight. My number eight is Lamana Lua Lua. Oh my god, I'm not forgetting about him. That's a great shout. They're all these oh. sort of lists just bring out just random names, don't yeah, they? It's just. Uh, he was just one of them. But on his day, he was so good. But I just remember him for his spell at Portsmouth. And obviously, the backflips. Yeah. yeah. Whenever he's, And I think, actually, he played against us once. And he did the backflip and he got injured. And then Harry Redknapp was fuming because he was out for like a month or something. But, yeah, he good basically kept Portsmouth fight, up. Wasn't it? Yeah. yeah, it was right in a relegation dogfight. I was thinking of Luar Luar. But then I thought, if you're going to put Luar Luar, you might have to put Shola and the Obi in as well. Oh, but and I didn't have yeah. him on my list. Different well, actually, Amiobi stayed at Newcastle when they got rid of Luar Luar, and I think they got rid of the wrong one, really. Yeah. Um, I mean, we but... ended up, Palace ended up with Shola Amiobi at one point. <laughs> Did they? Like, such a piss yeah, we had, club. <laughs> when, when Andrew, when Alan Padre came to uh, Palace, uh, I think he was there for like a transfer window or so, and then he suddenly just bought Shola Amiobi in, and um, he was god awful like we've got this habit of buying these random footballers yeah, like um I think in kevin Palace, Doyle, and it just didn't Palace work bought Luar Luar, they would have been you know maybe got promoted a bit earlier because yeah he was a top player and a legend for congo as well i think he was he was the only guy that anyone would ever know from congo i would have thought and uh yeah. democratic republic of congo yeah Yes, yeah, but at that, at that time. <laughs> oh, yeah, at that time, yeah. At definitely. that time, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, he, on his day, yeah, he, he could just turn up. And he used to seem to, us, he seemed to score against us all the time. And he's really fast, he's really strong. But, yeah, he just, he was only good, really, for his celebrations. a short period. Yeah. I think he got it. I, I don't know whether this is true. Again, I might be chatting out my uh, cake hole here, but... Um, he, he, yeah, yeah, whatever. He, he, um, the reason why he was injured, not that time when it was against Arsenal, but there's another time where he'd done something to his ear and he couldn't do backflips anymore. He was told not to do backflips. Oh, and maybe, then, yeah, because it's it balance, isn't it, or something? Yeah, and then, like, literally, like, it was all in the paper, and then all of a sudden, like, the week later, he was doing backflips. And then he, <laughs> he did an interview, he was like, oh, yeah, I don't care. It's. <laughs> It's those streets won't forget mentality. That's what it is. It kills them. Uh, Tom, you're number seven. My number seven is going to be a player that Jordan also likes. He came in and was transferring at a time where you already had Chris Sutton, you already had Zola in, and it was seen like a bit of a, we've already got two good strikers. Do we really need another one? They brought in Tor Andre Flo, and he, for the time that I remember at least, was just kept scoring. And even when he went up to Rangers, he was scoring goals as well. Uh, so, yeah, Tor Andrew Flo, you can't forget just how good he was. He was quite a tall player. Giant. Get on the end of crosses. And, yeah, I 
it was you could get into any team bar United and Arsenal at that time for me. So yeah, Toranjo Flow's got to be number seven. Yeah, he's a good player. And for Chelsea, I think he, he, he wouldn't. He, I don't think he'd be a streets. Won't forget for Chelsea, but maybe for like everyone else. Um, yeah, he was a good player. He, he was one of a uh, one of the top strikers that we had at our club, and we've been lacking in them lately. Definitely. Um, I, yeah. I love the guy, and he was a lanky player, and he used to do those headers. I don't know about if, about tall strikers, but they seem to get up for a header and can lean back at an angle. Um, I don't know, almost arch their back and then get their header in because they're so tall, they have to come down again. Uh, for mm, yeah. Um, so he was one of those type of players. But yeah, great show. Um, my number seven. Uh, this, <laughs> this is ridiculous, this one. Um, he was supposed to be like the next Pele. Uh, you probably know I'm talking about, Jack, uh, from America. Well, actually from Ghana, um, but grew up in America. 14-year-old. Yeah, that's yeah. the guy. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I won't forget this guy, and hence why streets won't forget Freddie Edu. By the way, he used to bang in goals left, right, and centre. Where even when he was fourteen, I mean, he he signed. I think he signed for M- the MLS when he was fourteen, um, and he almost joined Man United, but because yeah. he, he didn't get the permit to to join Man United, he couldn't come. So that was him stuffed. But I think in his first season, he had like five goals and three assists in like thirty games, which I know it doesn't sound. A but lot, for a fourteen-year-old, that's, that's, that's ridiculous, isn't it? And he yeah. made like the team of the year that year or something. Um, so he was like made out to be this next star, and rightly so. But fourteen years old, you know, you're doing that. But then again, it's the MLS, so you know, I don't know. But fourteen years old, you're doing that. You're going to be painted out to be this star, and this is the classic story. Do not hype someone up too young. Give them yes, time to grow. Exactly. Um, I. Uh, Play football with someone who played for the Toronto White, the Toronto Raptors in like the reserve team. Yeah, and he so came the over to team. No, uh, was it? Is that the basketball ones? Who's the Toronto? Yeah, yeah I know what you mean though. Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is it just Toronto FC? I think so. Oh, yeah, okay, his mate's Toronto, just his, his, his mate's just kicking the ball on a basketball court. <laughs> That's probably why he came <laughs> over here. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Um, he played MLS uh, like reserve level, and he was saying like he came over here to find like to try and get pick on as a footballer. And mm. he was saying at the time when he was playing, which was like maybe a year or two before Freddie Adu came on the scene, or like a year or two after Freddie Adu came on the scene, he was saying that the difference in quality was just vast. Like he was saying, mm. he came over here, he thought oh, I'd make it into like a maybe a League One or two team based on the fact that he was a reserve player in the MLS and he was saying he struggled to get into most non-league teams. So I think he said he was like very physical. You'd get kicked before you kick the ball. But Mm. to actually play ball, he said in South London, it's so hard. Uh, So that's probably why he, Freddie Adu, just eventually faded out because he wasn't as good as we probably like him to be. Yeah, and I think they get hyped up. I mean, and, and America at the time, you know, they were trying to push this MLS and soccer um, oh. over in America. So, you know, they would if they can grasp on someone who's 14, has scored this many goals and is doing well, and then market him up, and then obviously Man United are interested, and Man United are probably only interested in him to get the American market. You know, it, mm. it's, it's that kind of thing. Um, 
Yeah, you're right. It's it's just a totally different league and it was back then. I don't know what it's like now, to be honest. But at the moment, guess what he's playing for? He's playing for a team called Las Vegas Lights. Now, God, that's just, know, a, to, that just to make money, just, isn't it? But Las Vegas Lights, that just sounds like some like underrated Tangent League team. Yeah, like, not even a Tangent team. It's a club. It's got to be yeah. a nightclub. Las Vegas Lights. Just <laughs> <laughs> paid a couple of beers at the end of the game. Ridiculous. And some sausage rolls. But yeah, that's. I mean, he's thirty now, so you know he's not not too. He's not too much he's older. Only thirty. Yeah. Wow. Because you know, I remember him in, in primary school. We knew about him. That's. I mean, that's how young he was. But the one thing I will say about the MLS, to be fair to them, they know how to do. or well, they used to know how to do penalty shootouts. All right. <laughs> do you remember their that. old? Um, uh, he used to take it from the, the halfway line or whatever, kick it. But oh, you had like would, five seconds or something like that. They, you had like five seconds. So good. You'd think you'd score every one though, right? But they yeah. I saw some of the replays on them and you can just tell from that that the level is just not not what it is in the Premier League. Yeah, hundred percent. Sunday league finishing. But nowadays it's come on leaps and bounds with the likes of Lampard, Beckham, Gerard, you name it, Vieira. They've had some big names over there, and obviously Beckham making his own team now. I think a lot more players are going to be attractive. Ibrahimovic, of course. Um, a lot more players are going to be attracted to that, that league and it's only going to go and grow. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Probably level with maybe League One Championship standard. Maybe. Or probably Scottish League. Yeah, uh, I reckon, yeah, you're probably at like a bottom half Championship side, I reckon. Yeah. But, yeah, that's my uh, number seven. So, Freddie, I do. So, my seven, Jordan, you've already mentioned him. It's Bojan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he, he was another one that was hyped up. As, I mean, Messi was only about 20 at the time, but they were already trying to make the next Messi, and, and that was going to be Bojan. That's and weird that he was only 20 and they were trying to get someone to be the next him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's mad, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. I think this says a lot about Messi. Well, yeah, it does. And then, you know, he was good for, for about a season or so. He was he was getting in that team, and he was scoring goals. And then again, it's another one where they just kind of fell off. And I think he was hyped up too much too soon. And I think he didn't he didn't sort of grow into his body or, or whatever as well. Because I think maybe if he was a bit a bit taller and a bit stronger, he might have. I mean, he was good at Stoke, but it was the know, wrong team to be at. Yeah, and he wasn't what he what everyone thought he was going to be. When you first, when he first came on the scene, you wouldn't think, oh, he's going to be on like a mid-table Premier League team, like a semi-average to one of their better players. Do you remember when they got him? That's kind of what he ended up. Do you remember when they got him? Like when Stoke got him, it was like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah. And they brought someone else. They They had more Champions League winners than anyone at one point. They had like four or five. They had Ibrahim Afelai and then Shaqiri went over. Yeah, yeah. somehow they got Hesse Rodriguez. It's like Arnautovic as well. Yeah. Yes, but who who you get? Who's your contact for? Like the Stoke broker, whoever that is, he's, he's doing well. Yeah, actually for, for him as well. <laughs> the streets won't forget just generally that Stoke that Stoke transfer window or a couple of windows where they just signed loaded them sort of players. But let's yeah. not forget that Stoke were just at one point. I think it was like a season or two before that were like. Reliant on Roy Delap throwing a ball into a box, which is yeah. like the most random thing you've ever seen. 
like for football is like when you're reliant on someone throwing the ball and it's not the goalkeeper. Your mate can join it's... that team. He's, he's good at playing for the Toronto Raptors. He can probably join. <laughs> so. <laughs> no, he has to kick it into the hoop. That's the problem. <laughs> but, um, yeah, the uh, one thing I will finish on, Bojan, uh, just probably linking, linking into something we're going to do um, in one of our podcasts. I remember him on FIFA 16 or 16 or 17, whenever he was playing for Stoke. He was that car that you hope you got. Like when you first started FIFA and you were doing your transfers, you, you opened your packs, you know, the starter packs. Bojan in the middle was a baller. Like his dribbling skills was unreal. Like for a, a basic card, he was good. Um, so I'll finish on that with, for, about Bojan. Um, I'd like to finish on something else though. Do you remember when we played five aside? Yeah. And we played. Oh, yeah. yeah. And we had that team who, like, like that, not get it, let's not get it twisted, they were a good team. But they all had that brand new bright blue Barcelona shirt and they just kept calling each other Bojan. Yeah, oh, whenever they did. Yeah. Uh, the mob. Uh, oh, Bojan, pass me the ball. Bojan, Bojan. You look around going, what are you talking about? Yeah. That's what I want to finish on. That's that, yeah. With streets, I forget. And he, that was definitely street football back then, wasn't it? Tom, your number f- six. My number f- six <laughs> is probably the only time the top English goal scorer has been relegated. It's Crystal Palace's Andy Johnson. When he was at Palace that year in the Premiership, goals were just dropping out. And I think he was only like two, three goals away from Thierry Henry, which Mm. that's incredible. And we still got relegated on the last day. And he scored on the last day as well. I think he's got maybe one or two. And they still weren't enough to keep us up, which is just mad. He went off to Everton. I think he we bought him for seven hundred fifty million, seven hundred fifty thousand. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of money, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Almost. No. Nah. So we got him for seven hundred fifty thousand, and then sold him for eight million. Which for Palace at the time, considering buying Shevchi Kuchi for two million, was seen as a lot of money. It was amazing bit of business for us, but on the pitch as well. We've never had the, I don't think we've ever had a goal scorer like that since he left. Like, I'll tell you why. You haven't had enough penalties. He used to oh, score he used to penalties. love them, didn't he? He, yeah. he won the penalties. None of them were dived. They, he just yeah, I know. It's like Wilfred Zaha now. He just draws a foul. They're all fouls. To be well, fair, like, that's all you ever score, isn't it? Penalties. Yeah. That's why after year after year, you get so many penalties. Mitch, uh, our defensive uh, mid is our best goal scorer. Yes. He, I like him. I, I think he's a top player. Uh, what's his name? Mihailovic. Not Mihailovic. Uh, Milovic. Samovic. Yeah. He, he's a <laughs> top player. But yeah, no, Andy Johnson. Of course, yeah. He's, he's a top player. Um, I remember we tried to... I tried to get on the pitch once. Um, <laughs> because... <laughs> right, so, so, obviously, Tom's what? a Palace fan. <laughs> 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 this, Tom's a Palace fan. <laughs> And we used to like um, go to uh, the pre-season games like Paris to playing like Gillingham or some, something like that. And back then, Palace had the, the most lap security. I don't even think they had security <laughs> on the gates. Really, to be fair, because like a championship, you'd be lucky to get... This is what I mean. So we just used to, like, me and my mates used to just try and walk on the pitch. And uh, <laughs> one time we tried to do it, but Andy Johnson was like walking past and, and, and luckily for him, there was like one security guard there. It was like, oh, don't do it, boys. And um, obviously us being like teenagers, it was like, okay. 
but yeah, well, eventually we got on, we got onto the pitch after the security guard left. Obviously, for his like, he just left the shift, but they left like the gates open. Was... Yeah, yeah, I was going to say I didn't want to out you, but you you were successful on on getting on the pitch. I remember. <laughs> yeah, allegedly, allegedly, open. allegedly, <laughs> they allegedly yeah. were always open as well. Palace left the floodlights on and everything, so we're just sitting there, like three or four of us on the pitch, we're playing with like, an imaginary ball. This is how dumb it sounds. Playing with an imaginary <laughs> ball. In like our like baggy jeans back then, pretend to score doing celebrations, <laughs> but, but there's there's no fans. It's just like was Alex Pardo involved in this by any chance? No, he wasn't. And everyone, oh, I could just imagine him celebrating. If anyone knows Alex McCardle is, he's that guy that we talked about regarding the uh, the total sixties. That was sixties. Oh, 90s. brilliant! <laughs> also, um, speaking of Palace pitch, um, my mates invited me down to join their. Six side team for the uh, like season ticket holders tournaments they do on the Sellers at Sellers Park on the actual pitch, and right. we're known for being the only team who managed to score from a throw in, like a Rory Delap type throw in on like a five side pitch. It was brilliant. Nice. Ball in from the halfway line, thrown in proper throw ons, and we managed to score a header. Probably the only team able to do that in history. So <laughs> I am proud of that. It's a nice little bit of trivia there. Um, right, I'm going to my number six. Um, right, this guy was like, if I say Welsh wizard, and I'm not talking about gigs, and if I say lower league, who do you think I'm talking about? Mr. Lee Trundle, by any chance? That's the man, yeah. Oh, Lee the Trundle. skills, mate. Unbelievable. Mate, he is, like, growing up, watching Soccer AM, basically. Yes. He was always on the, always on the showboats. Um and again, these another player with a, a bloody mullet or whatever that haircut was. I can't call it a mullet. I don't know what it is. But um, just the unruly skills, the audacity just to do that in a match. Like He used to roll it on his neck. I, I, can imagine, I remember yeah. one clip in the middle of the pitch. He caught it on his neck and just done a, like, turned around, like three, four, 360. Like, how can you do that in a, in a game? Uh, like, like, I don't know. It, just, it was unreal. But, um, do you I, remember I, the penalties I, as well? Yeah. The like, penalty. He was doing penalty because he was doing like what were they called? What, what's it called when you, you put your leg behind your other leg? You kick Rabona. it. Rabona. That's it. Oh, Rabona, yeah. We're learning every day. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, talking yeah. about the other ones. I was talking about the other one where he like he'd walk up to the ball as if he like the ball moved or something, and just as he looks like he's about to pick up, he'll suddenly toe poke it with like his left yeah. foot. Yeah, stuff like that. It was just a wizard, and I think it, it, you know put him in a Chelsea team, he would have they'd taken out Hazard. Yeah, for the last couple of years, it was that good. Um, but the, the problem he's with still him banging was, in goals now, though. Yeah, he's still playing. He's just. I think the problem with him, he was. I, I don't know much about his personal life, but he seemed. I might be completely wrong, but he seemed like a party boy. Mm, um, yeah. And he was never, you know, the fittest player on the on the pitch. He was just. He was was not. I was quite over. Not overweight, but like over the size you should be for a, a professional footballer. Um, and that, again, that might be his baggy clothes, but. He was not someone who could, you know, give you a full shift in a 90-minute game, but he would create something out of nothing. He was just an absolute baller. Um, but yeah, I think other... he was like a very much a football is for fun, not really for a massive career. Yeah, but yeah. a lot of those players can make careers just, just by enjoying themselves. Um, but he, he yeah, he, he, I, I think he, his, where he was suited him, like the level he was, but I'm, I'm, more, I'm more than sure that he could have carried on a different club and done the exact same thing. 
Uh, so yeah, number six, Lee Trundle. That is such a good shout. I wish he was on my list. And there, there was a point actually when, because he could have played for like all the countries. So I thought when he was like at his peak, oh, I wish he could get like a cap for Ireland to see how good he actually is. But yeah, I don't think he got capped by anyone in the end. But yeah, oh, he's he's proper, proper old school nostalgia. That is mm, so yeah. good. Back when soccer was good as well. Yeah. It's unwatchable now. <laughs> I, still, <laughs> I, I still watch it, but really? you know, after they started stealing our stuff, I'm I'm, I'm against it. I, I mean, I don't mind the the stuff with the uh, the thing with the penalty, sh- the penalty and the free kick and the crossbar and all that. But the actual mm. getting on the guests and chatting stuff, I don't, I don't think yeah, it's yeah. any good now that um, Lovejoy is not not in it anymore. Yeah, I thought it was still all right. Yeah, I thought it was still all right with Max Rushton though. It was still had that sort of theme to it. And yeah, then he's when not it was there the... now, is he? He's gone. Uh, it was yeah. all right, and then it it was just the three guys there, and I was like, uh, it was more after Helen Love, Helen uh, Chamberlain left. That's when it really, really went downhill for me. I think yeah. it was right the first time Helen Lovejoy. They're secretly <laughs> mad them too. Um, <laughs> but yeah, let's 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 not talk about them because uh, they're our rivals. And they're they're horrible. <laughs> they still yeah, stop plugging their rivals. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Uh, yeah, Jack, your your turn. My six. I think he might be on your your lists. Um, and he is one of these names that does often get mentioned when people talk about the streets won't forget. It's Michu. Bless you. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, no, I didn't, I didn't have him. I didn't, I didn't think about him, to be fair. I didn't think about him either, to be fair. Yeah, he. I mean, I hated I hated seeing his name on the team sheet because he just terrorised us. He's just scored against us every time. And Swansea were just really good that year and it all came together with him. And what, they won, they won the League Cup, didn't they? And that was the first trophy that a team outside the sort of traditional top four one in years and years and years and and he got a Spain cap that year and he was just on a mission that year. He was so good. But he, he's a proper one season wonder because he got so he got eighteen goals in twelve thirteen. Yeah. How many do you think he got the season after? Four? None. He, two. He got two. <laughs> Split so that's that is a proper drop off. Like, and we were linked with him for like twenty five million. But imagine we paid twenty five million for him and he got two goals the next year. Sounds like Danny Welbeck. Well, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be the most oh, Arsenal thing of modern times. That would be. I mean that to be fair, a lot of our most expensive signings are some of the worst we've made. Um but you know, that's that's for another day, I suppose. Yeah, Wasn't Brendan just in charge at the time when um, uh, no, Michael true. Laudrup. Oh, what a player he was. Yeah. Swansea were good, but well, not good, but I mean, they, they weren't, weren't too good. bad. They weren't too bad. Uh, I think, that, was that the same time? Was he there at the same time Hazard kicked the ball boy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's the year that they got to the, because they beat uh, Chelsea in, yeah. I guess, the semi-final? I think so, yeah. I think that, that might have been the game, actually. Maybe I can't remember, but yeah, had to come in. 
Mitchell the was ball a boy. The street won't forget the ball boy. That's for sure. Oh, bloody, I won't forget him. I don't think any Chelsea fan will forget him. He's old enough now. He can take it. <laughs> I think he was old enough at the time. Wasn't he quite an old ball boy? Yeah, yeah Jordan's a... calling out the ball boy now. That's it. He's called him no, out. Mate, Come, do you know what? It's, it's not. It's not easy being a ball boy. Oh yeah. I've I've done. <laughs> I failed the ball boy trials. I went for the ball boy trial. <laughs> there's a trial. Yeah, there's a trial. All you got to do uh, is throw a ball on the pitch. Hey, it's not as easy. <laughs> I, I don't know what I did wrong, but yeah, we went, we went and did it. At the, I actually failed. Well, even worse, I failed it twice. <laughs> I went to the Emirates, right, and we went on the pitch at the Emirates, oh, yeah. and we was doing all these drills, and we had like a game of. I don't even know what it was, but there was two goals and you had to... It was annoying because I wanted to play football on the pitch, not stupid throwing game. I don't know what it was. <laughs> but then the next year, we, we did it at London Colney on the 3G pitch. Yeah. And uh, we did get to have a proper football game on there and, and we had a penalty shootout. And I, I did score, actually, in that game. So we got to the part where, why you failed? <laughs> well, they don't tell you why. They don't, it's not a feedback. They don't give you feedback. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they just needed they must have needed younger younger because you see some of them about seven or eight years old you like, were too the, old as a ball boy probably, oh, old, probably too old it was 25 <laughs> it was only last no, week but I, I was like um, I uh, think I was 13 yeah oh my god how do you uh, fail the ball boy thing He's, no, what's happened I is the ball, came, the ball came to him and he looked at it and was like what do I do <laughs> And just kicked it away, just smashed it 40 yards up the pitch. Not even, not even up the pitch, into the stands. <laughs> get it out. Quick, I thought that's what you're supposed to do. When your just, team's winning. <laughs> yeah, Mourinho would have liked it, that's for sure. Oh, he, he, he sat at the store, the ball came to him, and the team's one that does come from the ball, so he just picks it up and throws it behind him into the stands. That's what he's done. Oh. No, I, I think I was discriminated against. But, yeah, um, yeah, it's it's a conspiracy. Alle- allegedly, I, I, bet, allegedly. I, I better get that in there. Yeah, mate, being a twenty-five-year-old ball boy and failing the test—that is not one of your best moments. I tell you that. Uh, well, well, I got. Go you know, it's it was an experience. I I got to go and play on Colney, which is something. I don't even oh. know what that means. Yeah, what is uh, that? It's the, it's the Arsenal training ground. Yeah, to me that means nothing. But so you were ball boy at a training ground. You had to be trained, ball boy. He didn't even. He didn't even. He, 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 he failed at the training ground one. Not even the bloody. The no, I, I went. I did both. I did both. <laughs> <laughs> they were teaching him how to throw the ball because he was so bad at it. You throw it like this to the person. Yeah, I got. A, I got a one-on-one session and then. <laughs> yeah. He kept on dropping. He kept on dropping down grades. So eventually, he was in like the under eights, matches, <laughs> trying to throw it on the pitch. <laughs> oh no! Uh, what is it? It just like the ball came to me. Just sort of stood there. And just sort of hit him in the face and dropped in front of him. And he just looked uh, down like a second God. after. <laughs> he just forgot to catch uh, the ball. Too good. <laughs> too good. Right, let's get back into the list because I'm. Uh, I number, forgot what Jack said. <laughs> number. Jack, Jack said, "Meet you. Bless you." Oh, Jack. Brilliant. Oh. Uh, uh, number five, I think. Yeah, number uh, five. Me, Jack. Oh, right, my number five. Oh, I need a second. <laughs> so my number five. 
my number five. Uh, I think he started off at Fulham. I'm not too sure if he came from a team before that. But then he'd done really well. Got to United. Unfortunately, injuries blighted him a couple of times. And then he ended up at Everton. It's Louis Saha. Oh, what a player. I think it was unfortunate he didn't get... I don't know if he got capped at all for France, let alone get more caps, because he could just put goals away for fun. And like, even though we were at United, they had Rooney, they had like other big names there. Still seeing Louis Saar on the pitch, you knew he was still going to get a goal somehow. It's just a shame yeah. about the injuries, really. Yeah, that headband, didn't he? That's what did I he? remember. Yeah, yes, like... he did. Yeah. Yeah, he had the headband, like the original St. Maxim. So... Yeah. Yeah, just very skillful, great feet, dangerous in the box. Louis Zaha. Uh, do you know what? That's brought back. Louis Zaha was a great shot, by the way, but it's brought back one that I, I wish I put in. Jack, you probably know what I'm talking about from Fulham. Uh, the the guy that I drew. Say? Yeah. Uh, oh. I, got, I got a story about him. So I, uh, I, had, to, I had to pick, but I, had to, I had all the players in the world to pick to draw. Um, <laughs> for, a, for, for a, you know, do you remember Match Magazine? Yes, I remember Match Magazine. So I used to buy that religiously, like every every day or every week or whatever, whenever it came out. And uh, somehow my picture got into the Match Magazine and it was a picture of Lewis Barramorte. <laughs> it was so bad. <laughs> but out of, out of all the players that like, I could have picked, being a Chelsea fan, you know, I could have had anyone. I bloody picked Lewis <laughs> Barramorte. <laughs> but well, you didn't have to worry about the hair. It was, yeah, it was a terrible... <laughs> I wish I had the drawings. <laughs> it's so bad. <laughs> ball line, yeah, ball line offensive is terrible. Um, but, um, yeah, I, that's just my... But I wish I'd put him in now, because he, he was actually quite a baller. He used to carry that ball quite well. But well, all yeah. I remember from that Fulham team was that Pizza Hut logo on their top. Oh, um, yes. Yeah. Um, right, I'm going to go to my number five, and this one might surprise you. And it might be a throwback that you have not heard in a while. So, my number five was a Bundesliga player. Um, he played up front and he played for Bayern Munich. Uh, Roy Mackay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, um, this guy, he, he, I don't know about you, but he looks like Luis Suarez's dad. <laughs> if, if you look at him, he literally looks like his dad. And up until a point, this is how dumb I was when I was younger, I always thought he was Scottish just because of his surname. <laughs> <laughs> until I thought... Until I found out he was Dutch. Um, but yeah, this guy used to score, score goals for fun. And, and I think he was... He played for... Tom, you love this name. Deportivo da Colonia. In Deportivo da Colonia. I think he's still the all-time top goal scorer for them. Which is ridiculous. Um, but he was just a menace in, in, in up front. Um, it was good in the air as well. But he used to score some bangers. And he's got a decent trophy cabinet behind him. In both Spain and Germany. I just don't understand why his name spoke about it quite a bit. He's one of those players that, you know, I think he maybe spoke about potentially like the equivalent to, like, say, Jimmy Floyd Hussbank for Chelsea in Bayern Munich. Uh, not a legend, but someone who was good. Um, but in terms of worldwide, he's not spoke about enough. And at the time, I remember growing up, I remember his name being quite prevalent in, in, in like, Champions League and stuff like that. Um, I remember knowing about him anyway, at least. Yeah. So, yeah, Roy Mackay. Do you know why? I think it's because he's like the phantom, weren't it? Like, he just didn't do anything in the game, but he was always turn up to score goals, weren't it? Yeah, that's it. He wasn't a... He didn't really... 
he wasn't like a highlight man. He just literally put the ball in the net. So people people didn't really talk about him. Whereas like Burkamp and stuff would always do something, be, be producing some magic moments. But yeah, he literally just put put it in the back of the net. But yeah, he was, was kind like of one. Minica, really, weren't he? The Dutch guy. Yeah. I was considering him. I didn't know. Again, it's like this whole streets might forget. Was he too good to be on this list? Because he was actually great. Mm. He was so good. This is what I mean. Yeah, people don't talk about him though. It's weird because he was like, I'm sure he even won. Because talking about Match Magazine and that's they used to hype him up as well. And Kesman, it was around them time. Them two were scoring the most goals in Europe all the time. And like, um, yeah, he obviously was good. Whereas Kesman. Didn't do it at a big club. Uh, Mackay did, but yeah, people would never talk about Mackay these days, which is weird, isn't it? So that's why yeah. I put in in this category. Although I don't really think he should be, and the same goes for my number one when I get to him. Um, I disagree. You know, I think Mackay should be in this because, like, he was great, and the streets went again, but he was never really spoken about. Yeah. yeah. That's why very under the radar. I yeah. think he, I think he's legitimate on this list. Yeah, it's same with Saha in a way, isn't it? They were both wicked, wicked players. So good. I mean, we've we've tweeted about Louis Saha on the Twitter about how good he was and how underappreciated he was as a player because on his day he was like yeah. so up there. But they both played, they both played with Van Nistelrooy, and Van Nistelrooy took the headlines from both of them. And also, Roy Mackay played with Patrick Cliver, and that sort of links him with my number five, who was Patrick Cliver's strike partner for a bit, uh, which was Oberfemi Martins. Oh, yeah. yeah. That guy was oh, rapid. He was so quick, so strong. And his left foot, well, he was both footed, but his left foot was, oh, he could smack it so hard. Mm. Like, he was an incredible player. And it's weird, like, he was, like, the biggest name in Africa and he was playing for Inter Milan and Newcastle bought him. And it's weird, Newcastle had him, Alan Shearer, Michael Owen and Patrick Cliver in, like, two <laughs> years. They had all them great strikers. It's mad, isn't it? And, like, yeah. they were never... And they never really... I mean, they were good, but they weren't... With them four, they should have been proper challenging for the league, but... Yeah. Yeah, they just didn't. And it's weird fair. that Martins ended up there. To be fair, Alan Shearer was he was getting to that way point down. too old. Yeah. Michael Owen only Injured. had like, two muscles in his leg. Yeah. <laughs> was on his way down. I'm a but the names, but the 30 names. for 10 years. Well, allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> yes. We must put it in there, allegedly. <laughs> well, this is a proper allegedly one, though. Because, yeah, maybe the reason that he did drop off was those rumours. Because I'm sure yeah. when he first started, he was like 16, 17. Yeah. And then, yeah, he kind of was finished by the time he was 25. But yeah, he mm. was, oh, he had such a powerful shot as well. Didn't he, he um, was... play for Birmingham and scoring the winning goal in the League Cup or FA Cup against I'm sorry, Austin? I don't remember that. <laughs> was it like Koscielny or something? Wasn't that when you had a defensive partnership of like uh, Koscielny and Scalacci? It could have been. The worst. You might be right. You might be right. That's another story. Look, no. I, uh, yeah. 
I hope the streets forget some of Koscielny's big game performances. <laughs> I hope they do. Main ones. But, um, yeah. Yeah, look, Mark Martins was a great shot. I don't forget about it. Do you know what? This, this list is brilliant, though. I'm really liking it because we're, um, we're like, naming some of the players that I've totally forgot about. And I suppose that's the idea of the, of the list, really, isn't it? Um, but, yeah. yeah not forgetting and yet forgetting. Yeah, weird. Um, yeah. <laughs> Tom, your number four, is it? Yeah, four. Yeah, my number four. I, the Mill connection isn't a great one, but when he was at Everton, he was just winning so many headers in the box. And that's not bad for someone who isn't actually that tall. It's Tim Cahill, always scoring goals. And can we not forget that volley for Australia in the World Cup in, I think, 2014, was it? Where he's... Always been put across from the right back spot by the halfway line, all the way to outside the box and left hand side, and he's hit it first time with his left foot, and it's rifled into the goal off the crossbar. I actually remember screaming the most high pitched scream after seeing that. I just was not expecting it. Tim Cahill deserves to be on this list. Yeah, because I forgot you was an Australian fan. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh that game, yeah. <laughs> but do you know what with Kate I can't I can't agree with that. I sure I know we're going back to this thing of what is what does that mean? Streets won't forget. I think he's genuinely a legend, like a genuine football legend. Yeah. I I don't think he fits the bill. But if you were to talk to most people and say about great goal scorers, I think Tim Cahill gets lift, left off the list quite often, to be fair. I don't know, you know, because he scored in all these World Cups as well. I think most people know. But it, it's Australia. we'll still talk about him. And the other it thing is he's Australia. The... Yeah, so yeah, I know. He's the best but... Australian forward they've had since Mark Baduka. And well, he's the top scorer ever as well. Banger. Yeah. But I don't think he's actually talked about enough as he should be talked about. Like, if you talk about great Everton strikers, you probably start thinking about Lukaku or, like, Lewis Aha. You don't really go too deep as, oh, Tim Cahill. He's quite a forgotten name, if you ask me, because everyone, as soon as you say Cahill, you think, what, Gary from Chelsea in England? I think, for me, I would say that the um, streets won't forget thing on Tim Cahill is kind of what you did with Delafeo, where mm. you specifically put him to a club when he was at Millwall. The fact that he got Mill to an FA Cup final, yeah, that's going to be the thing that is... I know he obviously played way longer at Everton and he was such a legend for Australia, but that getting Mill to an FA Cup final, I don't think you can get a bigger achievement, name one, for his his career, really, overcoming the odds. But, uh, yeah, I think he's just too good. He's genuinely like achieved so much in the game. He's one yeah. of the few players to score in three World Cups. Like, and that's that's going to be a stat that, that will get talked about forever. It's really? I don't, think, I don't think that's a stat that actually gets talked about a lot if you talk about people who scored in like three World Cups. I think it'd be I don't quite... know. Every World Cup, though, it comes up. I know it doesn't come up every day, but when the World Cup's on and someone then does it, you're like, oh, these are the people that have done it. And it's like Pele, Maradona, Ronaldo... Tim Cahill. <laughs> <laughs> you see what I mean, though? Like, you mentioned three names like that and you just only gone Tim Cahill. That's what I mean. Like, <laughs> Yeah, there's a difference between the fame, that the, the amount of people that know your name, and I suppose the legacy you've built. 
yeah, it's a so tricky one. It's that's again, we're going to go back to it 20%. But I mean, I think when we get to our final list, um, I think we'll have to do it on, I suppose, how favorite that you know, one of our, our favorite players between the three of us, and obviously, how much people know. Um, or, or maybe don't know uh, about them. The most niche, or kind how of... much they should, yeah. Or maybe yeah. what are the ten players that you should go on YouTube and go on Google and do your research on? Yeah, basically, you just yeah. need to know about them because we've we've listed them. So um, yeah, so yeah, I, I'm I'm kind of fifty fifty on that one as well. I'm we, I'm, I'm I think I'm with Jack, uh, edging with Jack a little bit more. But yeah, it's, it's a great shout again. It's just he uh, was a great player. Um, just didn't hit the heights of uh, you know he couldn't he could he couldn't make a Real Madrid team let's put it that way. So my number four, who somehow has made like a, a career in top teams, and let's just let's just name it. They, he's gone from Spurs to QPR, and again those are not t- top teams. It's a te- those are two terrible teams by the way. But then he gone, goes from them to Fulham, so three of the most hated teams really from Chelsea's point of view, uh, and then he so, goes to AC Milan and then Benfica. Yeah. Um, this guy's on my list as well. Yeah, so I don't know where he is at you, but he's my number four. So Abel Tarat. Um and I, he's probably on everyone's list, and he's probably like he's the most talked about, you know, street sort of good player. He, he epitomises. He's probably the Dela, Dela Lama of street ballers. You know, the gloves that he, he wears, the tram lines in his hair. You know, gloves, whatever, whatever. Um, he's, he's a typical street baller, if that makes sense. Uh, he's the equivalent to back in the day. You're probably your Mares is. Yeah, yeah, Hakem ZX, that those kind of players, uh, just a very rubbish version, uh, a Lidl's version, uh, if if that makes sense. Um, he'll rinse I you though. Say he was rubbish though, was he? He was an absolute ball and stuff he uh, could do. Yeah. I also, <laughs> wouldn't knock Lidl. <laughs> hold up, hold up. Sorry, just, let me just clarify it. If you hear this back, I was just about to say he will still rinse you. So um, I was going to carry on to that. And uh. two, Jack, you are right. Little. I can't <laughs> knock him. I also do my shopping there. Well, bar this quarantine. Um, yeah, little great, great place. Just not, you know, your waitrose, etc. <sighs> your top end. I don't, I'm not saying I shop there. Don't get me wrong. I'm not some uh, posh toffee. <laughs> No, you're 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 distancing yourself from our listeners. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> I'm losing the demographics here. Okay. Let me write it back in. So yeah, this guy obviously he he is let's say the Liddles Ronaldo, but Liddles are good. Um, but he still reach you whatever you whatever team you're in. He's he's just got these mad step overs and he's a step over to the law. He used to drag the ball as well from behind his but behind his feet to the front of him. You know, he, he'll lure you one way, lure you other. He's the same type of players like your Yannick Balassi, maybe your Wilfred Zaha's. Um, he's that kind of player, um, silky. But the fact that he has like this agent that just took him from those types of clubs to AC Milan Benfica, when really hasn't done anything not a notable, you know, that could take him to those clubs. It just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's a bit of a weird one, but... He he is he, he was a good player in in terms of what he can do for the team like draw in players um, and literally rinse them, but apart from that, I didn't see him as like a world class player and that's probably why he's on the streets forget list as opposed to like a a great footballer or a top ten you know Premiership player or something. What he, what he like, is when he was in the Championship that was probably his peak. 
that one year that he was in the championship. Yeah. And that's when everyone... I remember watching the championship more that year than any other year, actually. And I think it was because of him. Because he was unreal that year. And he was getting linked with all these big clubs, even back then. And you didn't see that for... You're starting to see it now, actually, more. Where, like that Ben Rama bloke, it's sort of like him. That yeah. People like that are being linked with the big clubs, even though they're in the championship. But he was... He was the first one in a while that people was like, oh, we can actually make the step up. But yeah, he couldn't really in the end. Do you yeah. know? Yeah. Now he's at Benfica, you know he's actually playing defensive mid. I was Is seeing he? some bits the other day. Jesus. He's now playing defensive mid, oh but God, he's actually him, doing man. all right. He's Is doing he? all right. You know? He's making some good tackles. He's making some good slide tackles. And he's through balls forwards. It's like he's playing like a deep playmaker, deep line playmaker. Because his passing's great and his through balls are actually really good. I saw some highlights of the game he was playing the other day. And he wasn't doing a bad job, you know. But yeah, he's playing defensive mid now. Or like a deep line playmaker. That wow. does not make sense. No. Like he was That's going a back. Pep Guardiola move, that is. He was going picking the ball up off the centre-back and then playing it forwards. And it was like, this ain't the same to rap that I remember seeing <laughs> where it was all step-overs and stuff. He was still taking it round people, bringing it through the lines. But it was that's also the most, just that's the most it risky, risky centre back. Uh, centre back would be risky then. Risky <laughs> yeah. defensive mid, like you could ever get. Yeah, doing all right, you know. He was he he was putting in like some big meaty slide tackles in as well. Like he was really sort of like that guy, you know. You get a goals where he's good on the ball, does everything nice and simple, big stocky, but then would also clamp you as well. You yeah, saw yeah. Kind of player. He's like that now. Mad. You learn something new every day again. Jesus. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, he's my number four. My, yeah. That's your number four now, isn't it? Yeah, well, he was my number three, actually, to wrap. But not my number four is a player that I thought was going to hit the very top of the game, which, to be fair, he did for a bit. It's Alexander Pato. Oh, oh, yes. I mean, I've said on a previous podcast, I thought he was going to win the Ballon d'Or. And this guy was... Gen- it was like Ronaldo had just retired from Brazil. And I was actually at, at his international debut because uh, Brazil used to play at the Emirates. And I went and it was Brazil versus Sweden. And he scored in that game. And for a few about three years, he was like on top form for AC Milan one of the best strikers in the league. And remember that time when he spanned Poyal and scored at the new Camp in about, I think it was like 20 seconds? Yeah, was it like yeah. it was just like one big, like, big touch forwards and he's taking yeah, the yeah. yeah, and he was away. Out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And basically, after that moment, it just all went downhill from there. And I don't even think he made any World Cup teams. He made one, I think he made one Copa America team. And he should just should have had such... A much better career than he did. Maybe it's that whole Brazilian thing. I don't know. I don't know if he was like a party boy or what. But when he turned up at Chelsea, I thought, oh, that's Do you know what? I don't know what his goal ratio was at Chelsea, right? But he did score. And I don't think he had many games. The problem with him, he didn't get played at Chelsea. Yeah. I think He's he always injured, though, wasn't he, as well? That's the other yeah. thing. He could have done, he could have done well, I, I think. I don't know what he's doing now. I don't know if he's still playing now. Yeah, he would only be... He's surely only be about 29, 30 now. But I think if he does come back, it's going to be, you know, to a kind of 
mid-table, not Premier League, but maybe like a Spanish league team or something. But he was great, really, for a time. He was really, yeah, he just sort of had it all. Yeah, he was someone that I was really excited when he, when Chelsea, uh, even though he had passed it by then, when we signed him, I was thinking, bloody hell, this might work. Like, someone yeah. like, you know, one of those signings that you think, oh, it's going to be crap, but then all of a sudden just, like, spring some life into the team. I thought that was going to be, like, ideal, but clearly it wasn't. Um, you know I what remember. I think spelled it out though was the um, I don't know if you remember the Nike adverts where you had the um, the one where they all like go onto the pitch and whatnot when it's meant to be like your time I think it was just introducing the chance yeah and um, you had Neymar with his hair cut and they were in the car with Pato and like the only time you saw really of Pato was when he sat in the car and was smiling at the cameras and Neymar got up and carried on and went into the car I think it was like that was a time when he's sort of like going downhill. So it's like recognised even in the Nike adverts as well. <laughs> I mean, that is harsh. <laughs> well, in an advert showing his, his downfall. Blimey. I know. But yeah, my number four, sorry, my number three is someone similar to, no, I wouldn't even say similar to, to Rapt in the sense of how its career has panned out. But in the skills set, was just unbelievable. Great ball mastery. The fact he rainbow flicked it over an Arsenal player's head as well. Could score some great goals. You remember the baggage shirt? Yeah. Okay. And I'm putting it in in JJ Okocha. So good. They named him twice. Played at Bolton. I don't... This is where I'm putting him in where it's at Bolton. Because, like, although they've done well, they didn't really win anything. It was almost like he was at a team who he shouldn't have really been at, if you know what I mean. He should yeah. really be, and he, he like he was at PSG, was doing well. I think he was playing at Menorca uh, as uh, well in the Spanish league. Because I remember they played in like a red kit, red and black shorts, and because um, I think that's the one where he took it round. Oh, oh no, he was, he was playing in Germany, wasn't he? Oliver Kahn, yeah, yeah. So um, I think it was like Champions League or something like that, oh, okay. and he took it round and and everything, and finished it perfectly. He could have done so much more with the skill set he had. Like at Nigeria, in the international level, he was obviously looked at to be leading the team forwards. But it was only at really PSG and Bolton that I can really think of the teams he's played at. So for yeah. me, like he could have done so much more. But he was just a very good ball manipulator. Flick it over people's heads. He had the baggy shirt, glove combo. Very flair player. Scored some great goals. It was unreal. But career-wise, Bolton. I know they were decent, but Bolton? They weren't That's decent. That's like number three. He was good, very good, but didn't do as much as he could have. Um, for me, I, look, I don't think... We'll get onto this when we do our 10, but I, don't, I, I still don't think he's a streets one forget because... Same, yeah. <laughs> I think he's way too good for that. If, yeah. It's again, it's back... But Tom, to be fair, your, your list, like you've got some... Really great players on your list, so it, it, it we are going back to the thing again. What does it mean? The, the thing, but in terms of like if we're judging it by our favorites and who to watch, yeah, you've got to watch JJ Kocha. I think as well, if like, you don't know who think, he is, you've got to. I think a lot of these are more, I think a lot of these are more cult heroes as well, though, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he which was is a legend, the, wasn't the, street, the streets won't forget the cult heroes as well, so I think it's a different respect yeah. as well. Another reason why people won't, uh, people won't forget him, though, not even on the streets, he's got a legend squad on FIFA at the moment. So, uh, 
Oh, that's true. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, he, you know, I don't know if he'll make this list, but he's such a baller. And it that, I made... didn't, I didn't, I didn't realize that. But yeah, it, it, I it, think it, to be fair, if you've got legends card on FIFA, everyone's gonna, every, all the kids are gonna know who you are as well. Yeah, but he's, he was so, a baller. Yeah. To be fair top, to me, I haven't had FIFA since FIFA seventeen or eighteen, so I would never. But, yeah. Yeah, uh, no, I'm fine. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> you loser. No, my number three. Uh, I've got a nine-year-old. I can, I, I can get away with it. Uh, number three. Uh, so I said Tarat was uh, a Lidl's version of Ronaldo, right? So this guy maybe is a Sainsbury's. Um, again, like he had a weird career. I've got the same player as you, I think. So you probably know what I'm talking about. So did he yeah. play for Sporting? Yeah. Barcelona, then Porto, yeah. Inter, yeah. then yeah. Chelsea, Besiktas, El Hali, yeah. Porto again, Besiktas again. So yeah, Ricardo Charisma. Um, I don't know. Is he your number three, Jack? No. So my number three was Tarat. So he's my uh, he's my number two. Okay. So let me just talk about it. I'll talk about it in brief then. Again, he's another player that Chelsea brought, who I was excited for. Because this was the same era when like Chelsea were getting all these Portuguese players, him being at that time being linked to like how Ronaldo is and you know that kind of silky flair player, um, but he just didn't hit the heights that he should have. But then again, come around to like Euros 2016, I believe it was. Yeah, he, he scored was, in the knockouts. This, this is, is the I'm weird thing. Is he actually too good for this list? But oh. He's like a, a proper YouTube footballer, though. I remember, like, YouTube wasn't massive back in the day, but he was one of them guys that everyone used to YouTube. And do you remember his outside of the foot? Yeah, that is the was... cult. That is the cult finishing there, is the outside of the boot. Do you remember Tarek uh, Salah was just obsessed with charisma doing the outside of the boot whenever we went goals? No, but, <laughs> yeah, I, I remember. Like, I do remember someone saying charisma, so it might, must be. But, yeah, charisma, he was like... You, you, yeah, you're right. Some people used to play like, want to play like him, and a lot of people. He was someone that was known, you know, again by the streets. I suppose because we used to play on the streets all the time, so it kind of links up. But um, he was that kind of player that people used to like. But like in terms of like the sporting media, they never used to hype him up as much after his stint at Chelsea. I suppose because um, he came it, along the same time as Ronaldo. That's his problem. Yeah. So they were both going to be like the new Figo, and obviously Ronaldo just absolutely obliterated him. Yeah, it's was just, the same it's always... as Nani as well, weren't it? Yeah, it's all, it was in his yeah. shadow. It was in his shadow, and it, uh, he, he had the same kind of. Uh, well, he was the same kind of player. Let's let's not get it wrong. It just wasn't as good. Um, but yeah, he, he, I think he replaced Ronaldo in that final actually in the 2016 because Ronaldo was injured, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And that's when Ronaldo would try to be the manager. I actually think, yeah, well, it was the manager. Unpopular opinion here. I think Portugal actually played better when Ronaldo came off. Well, it was yeah. early in the game, but yeah, probably. That was quite late on in the game, weren't it? Or that was like no, after thirty it, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you know, it, it went to extra time, didn't it? So still in the first, first sort of third of the game or whatever. Yeah, it but like think France all over. All we know is that he, the guy could. He was a silky and he can put a good cross in. And like you said, the outside of his boot was his trademark, really, wasn't it? Uh, so, yeah, he's my number three. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I've, I've talked about my three and my two now. Uh, so, 
Tom, guess back to you for your your number two. My number two is probably your guy's number one. Uh, I think we all remember how to finish. Say that again? Can't give too much away, I'm afraid. I doubt you've got my number one. My number one, my number two, sorry, is Hatem Ben Arthur. Ben Arthur was an absolute player. He could turn anyone, dribble through anyone, and I mean anyone, and put in an absolute worldie. It must have been an attitude thing that stopped him from progressing because he went from Newcastle to, was it Lille or Lyon? Uh, I think he went to Hull for a bit, actually. Exactly. He's gone Hull as well. And then like, he went, I think it was Nice, and then he did get his big move to PSG, but he just fell out of Emery, so he didn't really play. But yeah, he, because he was like, um, that Leon team was so good, but him mm. and Benzema, and they just went completely different directions. Yeah, but it was weird, because like, Ben Arthur was probably on the ball the better player. Yeah, yeah, they all thought he was and, the best. But Like, scream as he could score, the ball mastery he had was impeccable but he just didn't seem to do anything else if you know what I mean like at Newcastle we all know he was a big talent but it just never really pushed on from Newcastle if you know what I mean like he had remember the ability... that goal he scored from the halfway line well, he, he got a couple he, of them a season didn't he and then he, yeah he rinsed that guy in a semicircle I remember that I, I, who was it against I can't remember, oh, I, can't remember. Mm-hmm. I think it was like Liverpool, might have been Liverpool, somewhere, somewhere, I can't remember who it was, but he literally rinsed them. Like, he received the ball at right, the semicircle. And oh, um, that turn. I think it was Blackburn, was... maybe. Yeah, it might have been. And he, he just literally ran around the whole team. Like, in the, like, he just went straight forward and then put it past the keeper. Like, it was nothing. So, yeah, sorry, Tom, he's my number two as well. So, I might as well just jump onto my one as well. Go for it. Yeah, just basically that goal. That goal sums him up, really. Um, but he's he's not he's won quite a lot of honours. He's not like someone who's again. It might just be because he's at the club, though, isn't it? it was, yeah, it is. I think because um, well, was, actually, Leon were dominant, weren't they? The, yeah, Leon was so such a big team then. I mean, I think he won like four League Ones or League oh, uh, yeah. for for Leon, and then obviously he went to PSG. Um, so, you know, he's he's been in been in clubs that have won. He's just someone who maybe wasn't at the the right club at the right time. Maybe if he stayed at Leon a bit longer, yeah, yeah. Maybe if he went straight to PSG, he could have made something himself. But um, yeah, when he was at Newcastle, he was just unreal. He was struggling to find of think of a better winger who could have actually done a lot more. Like he was just should have. Should have been at a bigger team, really, to be fair. Must have been attitude or something, but can't see why he couldn't have been at a bigger team, to be honest. Yeah, top player. So, yeah, he's my number two. He sort of was at his best, though, when he was at smaller teams. And he was kind of like the main... Big fish. Maybe not the main man, but the, the best the best talent. Because he could just kind of get away with just being a, a street baller and not not really bother about working hard tactics and all that. Yeah. It was just them highlight reels, isn't it? That's that's what he was known for. Luxury player. Yeah. Yeah, top player. But um, yeah, I, I I I think it might go back to the who was we talking about earlier on where we were saying that um some of these players just enjoy the game, like Lee Trundle. 
uh, we, I think it was him, we were talking about they just enjoy playing the game, the skills and stuff like that, not really committing to training, etc. It, it, it like I said, it might be an attitude thing. It might just be enjoying the game more than wanting to make something of, of a career out of the game. Mm. We'll go back to Tom, your number one. My number one, probably, it was really unfortunate because of his injuries. I remember reading in Peter Crouch's book saying about how good he was. And he was saying this person, in fact, I'll tell the story once I've said his name. It's Ledley King. Um, should have been England's next biggest centre-back. And in Peter Crouch's book, he said that he probably got ruined from... Um, he never fully recovered from doing like a, what is it, like a team building game or a team building oh, really? trip where they went with the army. They said that um, they got him to do all sorts of running and heavy lifting and weights and whatnot and moving stuff. You know, this is part of the youth team as well. And he's saying he hurt his knee. The way yeah, the did he even have any knees up. by the end? <laughs> Not by the end, but the problem was he'd done something to his knee in the youth setup. And because he was just such a battler, he never really let it rest. So it was just progressively yeah. getting worse and worse and worse. So he was already fighting a losing battle from the youth setup. Uh, and then he's come through. And to be honest, when he did play, you could see why they let him play without actually training. He was yeah, yeah, yeah. really good at stopping the attack. He was good on the ball, calm, confident. At a time where most defenders were Poof merchants. He was actually calm enough to play the ball forwards and probably one of the few English centre-backs who could actually do that. And it's just such a shame he never really became as good as what he could have really been. Imagine I he think he could now. play better. Exactly. He, would have... he, he really could be. And England also had so many good centre-backs back then. So many. Whereas now, it's quite. there's not really any. So, I mean, Maguire... Yeah. Maguire's pretty good, but there's not really anyone else. So he'd get in that team every week, guaranteed. Maguire, Peter, Crouch, Peter Crouch was saying like he would have got in ahead of like Sol Campbell. He would have got in. Yeah, ahead this of is what people do others. say about him, isn't it? But it's just the injuries. It's just one of one of the uh, saddest things about people not being able to fulfil how good they really could be, because he could have had a really massive effect on England chances of winning the World Cup. I think I would have never thought of him for this list, but actually. When you talk about, when you say these things, yeah. Because no one really will talk about him, will they? They sort no. of remember him at the minute. There's no way people are going to be talking about him in 10 years. But actually, in terms of talent, he's genuinely he one, of, one of the best. And it's a shame that it's just injuries just kept him back. And there was nothing yeah. else other than injuries. The fact that he would not train like his game on Saturday he would not even look at a blade of grass up until Thursday Friday when he'd come in go through set pieces which is nothing really and then he'd play on a Saturday and the fact that you had a pro footballer at a Champions League fighting club because they were going for the Champions League whether or not they got it they were still going for it mm. and for them to let a centre back do that not like a winger or a luxury player, but a centre-back, just like a stonewall figure of a football team to get away with just not training a week. I think spoke volumes about how good he actually was. Mm. 
hundred percent. That's a great shout. Yeah, like Jack, I didn't think about him, but that's a great shout and uh, probably a good good contender for number one. So <clears throat> my number one. This may bring back that debate that we were all talking about. Like what does Streets won't forget mean. And my number one is Klaus Jan Huntelaar. So I put him in the category. I put him here because I just think he's such a good striker. He's still playing at Ajax to this day, as far as I, I know. 38 goals in 74 games. What, he's his 30- age of about 35? He's 36. And he's got a one in two. Yeah, that's yeah. good. He's ridiculous. Like, I've... They don't talk about him enough because he's so good. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I suppose you put him in the same thing as like Roy Mc, uh, Roy McKay. Roy McKay, he is pretty much, isn't he? I mean, he had a bit more success for the Dutch team because he did. He is. He, I remember him scoring in the lot. Well, not the last one, the Brazil one, quite a few times. I think he had. He did have that more success internationally, but yeah, club-wise, Real Madrid and Milan, he didn't do. Do it, did he? So people don't remember no, that. That's the thing, but he actually is like a, a cross. Like in his first season at Ajax, right, he scored seventy six goals in ninety two appearances. If you said that as a Ronaldo stat, R nine, you would have been like, that's, "That's unreal." You'd be talking about it for time. But I don't think this mm. guy is going to get it because, like you said, Jack, he didn't really do it at the Inter Milan or the Real Madrid, and that's what you're going to get. You're, you're going to get marked on when you're at these big clubs. Can you do it there? And it may just be a case at that time he wasn't playing with the right players. And we already alluded to it. He had San Diara as one of his players. <laughs> yeah. You know. So he may have not been at Real Madrid at the right time. Um, put him in the Real Madrid team now. You know, obviously a couple of years back. But put him, put him in the Real Madrid team now. He would maybe... You may, you may be talking about him as one of the best uh, strikers to play the game. He's that good. Um, I just don't think he gets put up there with like your Van Persies, your I don't know your Droppers, your Omri's. Okay, he's not that level, but but his record does his record does stack up to them. To be this, fair, this is what I mean. Um, I wanted him at Arsenal for a, a while actually because w- when we got Podolski, I would have wanted Huntelaar instead, and I think he would have been he would have been, been better. They both were playing for uh, in the Bundesliga at the time, but yeah. He was, yeah. He's, he's always scored goals wherever he's gone, isn't it? Really. There's a goal. I'm not sure he. I'm not sure he got the full respect though from the players, from the players like high level players. Because I was reading Perlo's book, and he was saying that um, when they were trying to convince him to stay at AC Milan when he was trying to leave, one of the reasons they gave for him to stay was that they were going to uh, buy Huntler, and like in the book, Perlo's just sort of like half mocking, not like vicious or anything but tongue-in-cheek saying like it's Huntler you're trying to get me to stay at AC Milan and you're <laughs> going to find Huntler to try and convince me to stay yeah <laughs> like that so was, I'm not too sure if he's was recognised by the bigger and better players as well yeah you know what I mean arrogance of Perlo I've got a story on Huntler arrogance of Perlo Perlo to be fair though I think he's earned it yeah he has he has yeah. I've, I've got a story on Huntler that I don't think I'll be able to, to link in to another podcast. But um, he so he scored the first ever goal at the Emirates. Yeah. And I was yeah I was on the pitch that day. So it's, it, it, I made it onto the Emirates pitch twice. Once for the ball boy trials, but <laughs> yeah, I was. Uh, it was Dennis Burkamp's testimonial. So it was Ajax 
uh, versus us. The first half was like the proper teams and the second half was the Legends game. And yeah, he, he scored in that game. And actually Van Basten played in that game as well. And he would have been like 40 odd. But he was class. Van Basten. Even even at oh he must have been about yeah, about fifty or so. But oh, yeah, wow. last scored in that game and I think he'd just signed for Ajax then and they were sort of talking him up, but yeah. Well did, who did you walk on the pitch with? Uh well what it was, it was so for Burkamp's testimonial, we all got a flag to wave yeah. for all the teams he'd scored against. So I got well, guess guess what team? Premier League team Chelsea. I got. Uh, no. Yeah, good. Uh, not well, in Paris, was it? No, it's Sunderland. <laughs> so oh, I still got a flag cheap. somewhere. <laughs> you got a Sunderland flag. Yeah, I've got it somewhere, yeah. Cause... You wave it when you watch Sunderland Till I Die documentary on Netflix. Uh, no, I've not watched that yet. <laughs> oh, it is so funny, the second series. It's come, like the guy who's chairman. What, is there more than across... one series of it? Yeah, you got the one where oh. they get relegated again when Chris Coleman's in charge, and then it's like last season, not the oh, season God. that ended, but the guy who's the chairman. It's like a real Ricky Gervais sort of character, and like they've yeah. really written it to make it quite comic, if you know what I mean. They've not written it, but they've edited it to make it look quite comic. That's terrible. Imagine being that club. Oh, mate, that's a nice story though, Jack. That's, yeah, I, I remember that, but I, I didn't know the. Couldn't have scored in that day. That's pretty cool. But yeah, he's my number one. Jack, who's your number one? Uh, you guys have already said it. It's Ben Arthur. So he's just, yeah, he's the one that people just do do mention, don't they, when it's streets on get. It's, he's almost over-mentioned, to be fair, because mm. everyone does mention him and Tarat particularly. Um, but he just does epitomise kind of what uh, what you would describe as as that sort of footballer and his his talent level he should have done so much more with it really he's got that 10 or 15 France caps which just doesn't seem right fair enough if, if he was kind of at his best these days because France are absolutely stacked but back when they weren't so good and he still wasn't getting games yeah, it's, he's obviously got some sort of attitude problem as well but allegedly but, you know, <laughs> definitely a, a massive waste of talent. Like, he could have been anything he wanted to be, really. But he just, yeah, he didn't get on with managers, with players. I guess he didn't work hard enough. And, yeah, it's a shame. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I really enjoyed this list. Um, right, let's try and nail it down to the final 10, then. How are we going to do this? Um, this is just impossible. So, did you? How did you want to define this ten players? What we want people to watch or or look up? Because Ledley King won't have highlight reels as such, but yeah. you know, people do need to know about him. Um, so, what I would say as well, I don't think with this we need to particularly rank them one to ten. No. We just need to throw out ten names out of all these that. Yeah, don't rank them. Need to... Yeah, I think we so, all agree, Ben Arthur. Yeah, we all had Ben Arthur, and we yeah that was the, was that the only one? Yeah, that was the only one we all had. Tarat, I think. Tarat, yeah, I had Tarat. Charisma, two of us had Charisma. Uh, I want to uh, get Lee Trundle in there, definitely. So do I. Charisma and Lee Trundle, I admit, yes, should be in there. I, I think th- Louis Saha should. Oh, we've already tweeted about Louis Saha. Yeah, he's 
he's class. People need to know how good he was. I think more against Pedersen. We both had that, Jack. So I agree. Yeah. Uh, so that's currently six. So you've got four more to go. Uh, right. Ledley King, is he going to go on the list? Yeah, yeah I think so. So that's seven. seven. Uh, Andy right. Johnson. I don't know. Him or Klaus Jan Huntelaar. Is Huntelaar too big of a name? Do people know him? I think like Huntelaar and Mackay, they are very unheard of. Like they've, I think Mackay, you'd get kids today go who? Yeah, Mackay's Mackay's Mackay. People won't know who he is. I would yeah. say. Yeah. You know, one, one I'd throw out there, not because his career is particularly interesting, but as kind of a lesson to people, is Freddie Adu and the fact that look, this is what happens. Yeah, let's do that one. People so hype. So what have we actually? Have we got nine now? So we got Ben Arthur, Charisma, Tarat. Uh, Lee Trundle, Freddie, Freddie Adu, uh, Morton Guns Pedersen, and Louis Taha, Louis and Lily King. Lily King. So, yeah, we've got two more. I think. Yeah. I've got Flo on my list. I've got Gronkia, Viduka, Tim Cahill, a controversial one. <laughs> um, I think Gronkia is a good shout because his goal was so important. Yeah, there's a history behind that goal. And like you said, there's a knock-on effect with that one massively. Would your nine-year-old know about Tim Cahill if we're basing it on that? He's he is a presenter at the moment, and like Jack said, he does come up every other World Cup, and that sounds ridiculous when Jack said it, but it's true. Yeah, it, it was really ridiculous for him to go from Messi, Maradona, Ronaldo, and then Tim Cahill. It's not really a name you normally put in with them sort of names, is it? Yeah, but I don't know. I, well, you I, do though. You do because he's got that record of three yeah, World Cups. Did you know almost any random facts, Jack? But I was on but, ITV, so I'm I'm gonna keep I'm I'm with Jack. Yeah, I, I think oh. people do do know him. To be fair, yeah. I, but we can throw it out to the listeners. I, we'll leave that one as a as a that needs to go in a poll. So Jack, who else have you got? Would I mean I'm quite liking that that Viduka shout actually. Yeah, it's got a bit of history because that Leeds team were good and did go down. We, we, named, we named, didn't we? The, uh, Look, the people season. may know about him, but if, if they don't, they need to know. Yeah. Okay. That, 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 this is off our 10 then. So, Jack, do you want to give us the, the lowdown of who that 10 were? Yeah, so they're not in order, but if you, if you take away 10 names from this podcast, we suggest Ben Arthur, Charisma, Louis Saha, Lee Trundle, Adil Tarat, Ledley King, Morton Gantz Pedersen, Freddie Adu, Jesper Gronka, and Mark Viduka. Yeah, some it's mad, isn't it? It brings back so it brings up some names from the history books, man. It's it's crazy. Like I've learned a lot as well. Obviously, yeah. Abel, Abel to right and centre defensive mid. Who would have thought of that? And uh, like Jack fading that it's ball board trials. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously How? Tom, your mate who plays for the Toronto Raptors. Basketball team. <laughs> <laughs> what a madness! And but Jordan yeah. finding out that John Terry's scared of Jesper Gronkia. <laughs> <laughs> what a mad one! This has been a mad podcast. No, I enjoyed it though. Um, but yeah, I got, I got a lot from it. And what I did get though, on a serious note, is these players are either defined by their injuries 
uh, their attitude towards the game or their agents, I suppose. But I suppose that is the reason why these players are on the streets don't forget list because one of those three reasons is the reason why they're here. Um, yeah. There's nothing else to it, really. And I think some of these players could have gone on to be world-classed. Say, for instance, Freddie Adu. I know we spoke about the MLS, but say if it was, if he if generally was a good talent, it was just the fact that his agent, marketing in him, he was just pushed out to the world and he, the pressure may have got to him. Or say, for instance, I don't know, Ben Arthur. His attitude took, took it away from him. The, his attitude towards the game, he could have, the world was at his feet, really. He could do anything with the ball. But, um, he, well, in combination with his attitude and his agent, that the reason he's at Newcastle and not PSG, I don't know why, but it's what it is. Um, so, yeah, really interesting one, actually. Um, I like to do more of them, like similar types of lists like that. Um, but, yeah, this week um, we've got a, a shout-out for a songwriter. A bit different, this one. Uh, Jimmy Ben, so a Sheffield-born songwriter and all one nice guy, to be fair to him. Uh, Jimmy has a history of singing and he's worked at a very high level. And all I can say for certain, he's got a way with words and he thinks outside the box. So um, if anyone's listening who, you know, needs a songwriter, maybe you're, you're planning a wedding and you want to write a song for, uh, for, for your missus, I don't know, anything like that, uh, hit him up at www.jimmybenmusic.com. Yeah, that was a fantastic episode. Guys, um, what we got next week, Jack? So next week, so we've we've been doing a lot of top ten stuff, uh, but we're gonna change it up a bit and do a top five, and it's more nostalgia coming to you. It's the top five childhood football games. Lovely. Yeah. So it's that. it's that sort of era, um, where, where a lot of these players were were playing from. To be fair when we were sort of eight, nine, ten years old and yeah, it's it's always good in it talking about that that sort of age. We'll have a lot of stories to tell you about that one, definitely. Uh we yeah. all grew up together. We probably all played the games together, to be honest. But that's gonna be good and a lot of people will relate to that one. Um yeah. uh, that's fantastic. I can't wait for that one. But yeah, thanks guys, obviously as ever, follow us on the social media at FT Podcast. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast as well on Apple Music. Uh, give us a five-star rating. You know you want to. But, yeah, thanks for listening, uh, and keep it FT low. See you next week for another For the Love of List segment. Remember to follow our Twitter at FT Lowell Podcast and to like, comment, and subscribe.